What up, though? This is Knockouts and Three Counts. But before we bring you another episode of Podcast Gold, let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's Finest. Do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking, man, this is going to be a great night, but I'm looking for that little extra something-something? Well, check out our friends at Michigan Finest. If you are into medical marijuana, rec recreational marijuana, concentrates, vapes, anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered. And as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside and you'll be in and out in two minutes. And they're family owned and operated. So customer service is their number one goal. And now since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that does exclude featured items and items that are already on sale but if you use that code you're getting 10 percent off your items and i promise you either if you're looking for that big knockout or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count michigan's finest will get you together tell them knockouts and three counts sent you and i promise you you're going to be having a great night peace this is the ring of honor aka shane t boy the baddest champion you've ever seen boy this is mr this is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Knockouts and Three Counts starts now. Not the father. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry in this mug. It is knockouts and three counts. It is draft day because NFL draft is going on right now. You got the WWE draft 2023 edition starting tomorrow night on SmackDown. We've got a lot to talk about. So to talk about these things, it's not just me. It's not just J-Bone. While Corey's out doing his fucking thing in Myrtle Beach, we've got the return of our guy, Chris Connor, all the way from Massachusetts. And we've got one of the original four in this motherfucker. We've got Pepper Kyle uh, is back on the show. And that beard is looking real peppery, sir. How are you? Yeah, you know, I had, I had to put some food coloring in to make, make it look that way. So I would, you know, apply to the nickname. No, it's just It just happens with age. Good to be back on the show. Uh, haven't been on in a little bit. Been doing a lot of other stuff. But uh, once again, Kyle, you've been uh, doing a great job shepherding the show from uh, what started with just four guys in a bar in Dearborn just talking wrestling, uh, what we've uh, been able to see you do with the uh, show. It's been really good. Talked to Kev earlier today. He sends uh, what's up. Uh, I've been talking to up, no? Devin about the uh, NFL draft back and forth, but uh, good to be back. OG Kyle, if you know me, uh, it's Team Chaos. You can find me on all social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. That's at Team Chaos and Facebook page, Team Chaos. What's going on, guys? That shit. What up, though, Chris? Not much. As I said, we get the NFL draft. We got the WWE draft. We got the fallout from Davis and Garcia. 1.2 million buys. I mean, think of that. For two guys who wasn't for a major title, neither of them are really like the pound-pound guys. For them to sell that much, like even talking to the PBC guys, you know, before the fight, they would be happy. We're like, we get 600, 800 buys. We'll be very happy. This blew even them away. I mean, everybody is just 
happy right now. And I think if he can be staying, you know, out of prison, you could see Tank Davis maybe the next big boxing star in at least North America. I can't argue that at all, bro. Like Tank. Tank already had a lot of the hype coming into this. He said it in the pre-fight interviews how this was going to be Ryan's first big trip to the dance. Um, And he proved to thrive under pressure and really put in a great great game plan. And like we talked about on Tuesday's show, just like I fucking told you, if you guys are new here uh, and are maybe newly subscribed to all of you guys checking us out after Clarissa Shield press conference and all those good things. Welcome. If you're new here and talking NFL draft and WWE draft, welcome. But on Tuesday's show, I was telling people flat out period. And I said it going into the uh, show, into the fight that I thought that tank was going to start a little early. I think he knew that everybody was kind of looking at him like he was going to come out, you know, slow, and that's why I said I thought that Ryan would have to weather the storm. And obviously, that's not, that's not what happened. I mean, Tank got him in the second round, and then he hit him with the uh, liver shot in the seventh, which, as I said on Tuesday's show, bro, I took one of those in a boxing match. It's the worst punch I've ever taken in my life. So anybody who says, oh, my God, how did he just get up? Dude, your body shuts off. And then when your body snaps back into it, you're all right. But it's the nastiest punch I've ever taken in my life. So, yeah, definitely a good thing. I think it's great for boxing. I think hopefully we have more big fights and things like that. Um, but only time will tell. We'll see if uh, Spence and Crawford happens. I think um, it will happen. I mean, it just it has to happen. It's just I don't think it'll be as big because neither Spence or Crawford has that personality. I mean, you know, Crawford's very quiet, doesn't like doing pressers, doesn't like the media. And Spence is like that Texas, you know, low-key sort of dry humor. Neither of them have that, you know, the presence. So it'll do well. I just don't think it's going to be as well as what people hope it will be. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like if the fight still delivers, I feel like that's exactly what we're going to get. I feel like if the fight still delivers, we'll be all right. But, dude, in the background over here, I've got the NFL draft going. I figured by the time that the show happened, I was going to be able to tell you what the Lions did. And now, at this point, I'm still going to get to be able to anyway, because now we're at the number 12 pick now, because we've traded our pick. Um, What are your guys' thoughts, man? I mean, I was keeping up with the draft. Uh, I was keeping up with the draft before we got in here. They said this is the first time that we've had this many quarterbacks go in the first round since I can't remember when. And so... That we're already off to a crazy start. Houston's putting their nuts on the table and saying we're here to play. So, uh, what uh, what are your guys' thoughts so far? The early part of the first round of this draft, and what do you think of the move by the Lions? Who's taking it? Who's taking it? I'll go first. Uh, I I like Brad Holmes. I like what he's doing with the Detroit. Trading the number six overall for essentially a high number two, I do think knowing Arizona was a little more desperate than we thought, especially with them trading uh, earlier in the first round. I think you could have got a little more than a, a second round pick, even if it is a high second round. I would have liked to have seen maybe a fourth or a fifth rounder in there 
because you basically just traded down six spots for a second round pick. Uh, I do. Well, they're like still at number twelve. Yeah, no. I mean, you trade. They weren't six, so they traded from six to twelve, and then got a second round pick. I think you could have traded up. I traded for at least another fourth or fifth rounder, get at least two picks for that six pick, knowing that this is a very touted draft. There are a lot of teams that need a lot of holes filled. Seeing quarterbacks go three of the first four, that really did mess up a couple people's boards. So I, I'm interested to see. We are we're one pick away from uh, the Lions pick right now. I do have faith in Holmes, so um, it wasn't the pick I would have made. I would have tried to get at least a fourth or a fifth rounder, but like I said, um, to quote uh, my boys over in Philly for the last couple of years, I'm trusting the process. I think it really screwed everything up when Witherspoon got taken because that was a guy that was like linked to the Lions. Like, hey, this is the guy they like. He's, you know, the cornerback of, that they want kind of like in terms of his attitude, his coverage. I think when he got drafted number five, that was, I think that threw Detroit win. Okay, our guy's not there. We don't want to reach. Let's trade down. You know, and, and it's tough when you only have like ten minutes. You're trying to get, you know, trying to get a trade involved. Trying to figure out, okay, if we trade down, will this guy still be available? I mean, they could take if they take Christian, you know, Gonzalez with a twelfth pick. If that's you know, was their second round guy? It would have been no harm, no foul. They picked up an extra second round pick, and more a very late late first round pick because there's only 31 picks in this year's you know first round then we'll call the win but as i said it's when you lose that guy and i've been ever all of a sudden you're like in free fall it's sort of tough to figure out okay how much can we hold out how much farther can we go down who's going to move me up and because we've seen like so much many trades i mean we've already had what five trades in the first 10 picks mm-hmm. already and two of those are arizona two is arizona yep like, I think you made a great point, Chris. It, it just once Weatherspoon went off the board, that was kind of our guy. So now we're going to need to step back a little bit. Like you said, we don't want to reach. We don't want to pay for somebody somebody that we don't really need. But now we're sitting at, what, 12, 18, and 34, correct? Is that what the picks are? Yep. So a lot of talent there, man. It's a deep draft. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen. We're only about one pick away, I think. So you and guys got Titans predictions. pick is it. So- Titans, they need a lot. Um they need a quarterback, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to reach for that right now. Um, I think they need a, I think they need either um, a defensive tackle or a wide receiver because outside of Henry, you really don't have a lot of options. And you saw that when he went down last season, their season was over until he came back because they don't have a lot of weapons. And Tannehill is extremely limited. Tannehill is going to be who he's always been. Extremely limited. <laughs> That's one guy I stayed away from in fantasy football. He just never – just don't even put him on your radar. Just down at the bottom. I made the mistake season before last of picking Henry, like third overall, and then he went down for about half the season. Same. Yeah, Same. I'm like, wait a second. He's still available at the pick we three? All, we, cool. all we all suffered that season. Yep, not doing that again. <laughs> be I mean, yeah, I like – I was going to say, they could take Zay Flowers because a lot – they also need wide receivers. Ever since they, they traded away A.G. Brown, we saw, like, last year, there was nobody from the Titans who could get open. So, who the hell knows? I mean, they need a lot. And for a team that's 79, it's like, oh, crap. They really need a lot of talent. And the window is really closed on them because uh, Jacksonville, they might be – they may have legitimately arrived now. So, that that window they had over that division is getting a little shorter. Uh, you got uh, – that's Stroud. I can't remember who just went to the uh, the the Colts. Uh, 
Anthony Richardson. Uh, Richardson. Yeah. So you got a. You only got maybe another season to where you can really try to get something out of the team you got now before you got to start going to a full rebuild because the rest of the division, they're they're coming. Do you guys take a quarterback? I know that's the big question for the Lions. Do you take a quarterback in this draft? Not in the first four rounds. You've already seen that uh, Goff, he can manage the game the way you need him to, the way they built this team around him, the, the pieces that he has. He can be successful in this, even though I wasn't going to be scared of him if he had a stayed. I'm not scared of Aaron Rodgers. So even now that Rodgers is gone, we can take this division. Chicago, I like what they're doing. They just had the uh, the 10th pick. Uh, I like what they picked. They picked the offensive tackle, which they need to protect Justin Fields. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. But uh, I, I think the Lions can succeed with Jared Goff behind center for next season. I think it depends on how you view Will Levis. Uh, I mean, there's some people who say he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And if he's at, available at 18, which he could slide there. And you have a line, you go, okay, we'll take him. We have, already have our, we took our defensive player with the 12th pick. Let's go with the guy that we can sit for a year and go, okay, figure out, you know, when we can let go of golf. If you don't think Levis is, you know, the, the guy – that's, you know, then you have a hard conversation. Okay, what do we do next? Because you got to find somebody. I think Goff is good, but he's not going to be a guy who, when you take on the Mahomes, the Burroughs, the Allens, the Herberts, or, you know, the Jalen Hurts, he's not that guy who can go to a shootout. When you saw that in the Super Bowl. It's like, you need that. You need a guy who can go toe-to-toe with these quarterbacks and go, all right, I can make the big plays. I can, you know leave a team, I can basically beat good defenses when my defense can't stop anything. So here's my thoughts with this whole thing. Like, I think I'm not mad at them doing the trade because with them doing the trade, like you guys said, I really kind of feel like they were heart set on him. And when they, when he was gone and off the board, then they, they, they were like, okay, let's see what we can get for it. What I do like is it's nice and refreshing and us as Detroit sports fans know this as well as anyone it's just refreshing to actually see somebody be – it seems like they got an idea of what they want to do, their strategy and what's going on. Because too often in Detroit's drafts, whether it was the great Darko Militic or, you know what I mean, just all the different shit that we've had happen in the draft as Detroit sports fans – I feel like it's just nice to see for a change where it seems like the people that we have picking for us are picking with the strategy and are picking with a purpose and they know or at least have an idea or a plan to what they want to do. As far as Jared Goff, I don't think we necessarily need to pull the trigger and get rid of him right now because, like you said, I think he's still managing the game well, and I think after he started to get more used to our system and playing with this team, I think he also proved that he played much better football because I was also very critical of him when he first uh, the first few games myself. So that said, I don't think we're in a position where we necessarily need to get off, get rid of Goff, but if there's a quarterback that they can get in the later rounds, that would be a good person to nurture or somebody that you think would fit well with our offense. And in that case, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I don't really think that we're in a spot where we need to jump the gun and get rid of Jared Goff. So our pick is I, in right uh, now. Yep. Here we go. Let's see what the lions got live reaction. What do they got? 
All right, Holmes, let's see what you pulled out. By the way, shout out to Ernest Silva of uh, Intro the Lab. He just uh, texted me saying, yes, I am chest bumping and high five my Texas fans. You know it. They're very happy about, you know, the boss move by Nick Casario, second and number three pick overall. Hey, like I said, they put their balls on the table, man. <laughs> Definitely. Got to be aggressive, man. Come on, Lions. Please do something good. Let's go. What do we got? What do we got? Wow. Uh, they're reporting it's going to be a running back with the number 12 pick overall. Ian Rapport. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. That's Alabama. I don't know if I, I kind of hate the pick. It's running back, you can get anywhere. We saw that. I mean, the, the Kansas City Chiefs star running back that got in the seventh round. You don't need to take a running back with the number 12 pick overall. I, I think that just opened but, up the question. What's going to happen with Swift? I think Swift. Uh, that's. But remember, they just got rid of the running back, our short down running back. So, I mean, getting another running back in there. You have three. Could you stir have up our back. Three backs. Now you have Montgomery, Swift, and now Gibbs. I don't like it. It's tough. It's in a tough position, but I don't know that running back would have been what have, I picked, to be honest. We still have two. I mean, we still got that 18th pick and, and the 34. I mean, we may acquire more. We might see. We might I'm, be out of here tonight it could happen if if they don't go for defense on number 18 i'm really going to be concerned yeah, you have to focus on defense you, you have to that that's our biggest opportunity i mean we gave up the most points in football this season yeah but this is where you should take a defensive player because you know you have uh, the, the patriots you have the jets you have the packers all those teams are going to be looking at going, we might need a cornerback. We might need a defensive player because Lavo's defense need either help with the secondary or help in the front line, you know, in terms of defensive line, defensive end. This is where you should have taken, you know, you know, either Gonzalez or, or even Porter Jr., not mm-hmm. running back that many people thought was going to slip all the way to the second round. Yeah, most reports I saw earlier today had him going out of the first because I mean it's yeah. it's a dying. The Lions position. are like losing their shit about getting this guy. You see this right now? Well, that's Dan Campbell. I mean, I gotta ask. This is a big question because you are a Lions fan, Kyle. Will you be at training camp giving you know Dan Campbell a bro hug and doing push-ups with him? Because after hard knocks, I could see going. That's my guy. That's the kind of guy I want. You know, have a beer I, with. I, can, just, I mess with know, Dan Campbell right now, dude. I, he'll start doing push-ups and doing and crying and all that. And that's the kind of guy that you want. I mess with Campbell right now. (laughs) My only thing is this. Like, my only thing is this. So, like, I think I like Campbell, but, man, the only thing as a Lions fan, and I think J-Bone and Kyle can both attest to this, too, is that, boy, sometimes when we get down to those game-time, like, crunch decisions, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, for the majority – for the majority, I definitely like Campbell. I like the fact that at least, you know what, we've seen noted improvement, and at least the guy goes to try to win football games. Yeah. But for me, I it, will say that's the one be, thing that scares me. You could be the baddest motherfucker in the room, training camp on the field, in the office, it don't matter. If you ain't producing wins and notable wins, none of it means anything. And you had not only do you have to win here, you have to change the expectation of the entire city. The entire culture has to change under your watch. I, I feel like we're going in the right direction. We're active. We're aggressive. But like you said, it comes down to those game-changing plays because it's always just, oh, if we did 
that, we probably would have won that game. And you know, the thing is, with those, it's usually an obvious one. Mm-hmm. It's not like, ah, well, this. I mean, the, the ball could have went. No, it's like, no, you you shouldn't have went for it on fourth down there, or you, you shouldn't call play. for a screen pass on on that play. Like, some of his like the situational management does need to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did lose Deuce Staley, so yeah. I am uh, a little concerned about that because I, I like Deuce. I liked a lot of the uh, the energy he provided, and I think he was one of those guys that was in Campbell's ear that could like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this one. Why don't we try this one? I'm I'm not liking that pick. I I, I I'm getting a lot of uh, Eric Ebram energy with that pick, <laughs> to where it's like you already have Yo, somebody at that position. It's funny you no, say no, that because that position Dan that were high. just talking about him though. That was a pick um, I, we I remember that about vividly. When he like, went to Indy, though, he played way better. I'm like, you you, you picked a tight end at 14? Yeah. You, really? I mean, I, Not, I, I understand tight end because, look, okay, we were, and we started seeing it with, you know, Gronkowski, with Kelsey, with, you know, you know Dalton Schultz. Tight end's you know, always Dalton been an underrated but, position. Yeah, and, and they become now the modern weapon. But running back is – People even said it's no you no longer care about running back in the NFL. You can pick them in like the fourth round, fifth round, and you'll get a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that you got him at twelve, so you traded down to pick a running back in the that first. That you ultimately could have had later, probably in the third round, fourth round maybe. And, and the fact that you, I mean, if you're that in love with the guy, I, 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 I really hope we can see see what you loved about him. But you have pick eighteen. You have six picks away. You could have yeah. went defense, and then if he's still available, which he most likely would have been, then you could have got him because the Packers – I mean, the Packers aren't going running back. New England's not going running back. Hell, they could go quarterback uh, from some of the most recent <laughs> reports that have been coming out about how Belichick feels about Mac Jones. Um, Did I just see the, on that last commercial that the XFL's already going to its championship game? Yeah, yeah, it's week 10. Yeah. I, I've, I've been watching it weekly. I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I yeah, watch it. Yeah, but damn, I, the season's already over. Shit. I, I have a couple friends that are into uh, uh, football, football, soccer, and one thing they brought up to me, they said if the XFL does continue to <laughs> to keep the momentum it's getting and gets a little better, one day you might see the NFL, XFL, and maybe USFL come to an agreement to where you could see the best XFL team getting promoted to the NFL and maybe. The Carolina Panthers being regulated to the XFL yeah, because they're so bad. I don't <laughs> see that. Because but I, <laughs> I, I, these teams are that bad. They, but, they uh, probably got word of that, and that's why the Texans are so aggressive in this draft. Like, we don't but, uh, yeah, the XFL, I, I say it's really good. Um, I recommend it. Like, it is a high level. I think from what I've seen the last two weeks in the USFL, it is a step above the USFL. Uh, there are some teams that you can see have guys that were not making it to the NFL, but there's about there's about three teams in the XFL that have NFL quality talent on there to where it makes the games really interesting to watch. Here's what I'll say about the XFL. I think it's a good product. It's, it's being run, I think, the right way. I think the goal is that they want to be the minor league farm system where NFL teams go, okay, we have, you know, these backup quarterbacks, these backup running backs, we want them to get playing time because they're not getting a lot of here. We'll send them to the XFL. We'll have them develop, and then they'll be ready by training camp. Because we see that a lot, where it's like teams are going, "All right, we have a you know seventh round draft pick, but we you know a quarterback can't play during regular season. 
want to actually get a playing time, and there's no way they can do that. It's not like Major League Baseball or hockey or even basketball with the, uh, the G League. It's like you there is no developmental league. So I think that's what the, the XFL wants to be, like the developmental league for the NFL where they'll get you know, name brand recognition, they'll get better quarterbacks, and they'll be like, all right, yeah, we're a developmental league, but hey, still you get to watch football when there is no NFL. And now we have year-round football, which I'll always be happy about. Oh, I would? like it, bro. Talking about developmental and all these things. We've got developmental in the world of pro wrestling as well, or at least that's what they like to claim it is, in NXT. And we've got the start of the WWE draft headed in on Friday on SmackDown. So with that being said, before I get into the WWE draft part of the show, shout out to our other sponsors of the show, G3 Paper and Tax. If you haven't gotten your taxes done yet, what the hell are you doing? But if you haven't done so, make sure you hit up our sponsors, G3 Payroll and Tax. Make sure you tell them Knockouts and Three Counts sent you, and Jack will get you together for tax season. With that being said, um, here's the thing. Oh, hold As on. We head into- I get we get, there's going to be Patriotiers. They traded the pick once again. Bill to Belichick the Steelers. is trading down. What the? Fuck I am are not we surprised. I am not you. surprised. That is, that, a, that is a Bill Belichick. That's the most Belichicking thing to do. So now, whoever well, it looks they like pick the Lions traded their pick off, too, because we were supposed to have what sixteen. Oh, 18. 18. 18. No, 18 and 12. So they made oh, 12. Shit. Okay. Okay. okay, my bad. I thought I thought it was 16. I was like, shit, we traded our pick again, too. But uh so yeah, dude, the we're headed go with now. They're on the clock. We'll have to see. But dude, so we're headed into the WWE draft. I'm not gonna go like a full mock draft thing. I figure with the three brands, we can talk about people that we think would be good for a shakeup and places to go, especially after we've seen the new unveiling of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Say that three times fast. Tongue twister, that's what I'll say. But uh, I hate it. I hate, I hate that title. Chris I really hate that title. Just, just have Roman Reigns drop a belt. I mean, it's almost like you can't have Roman lose. No, have him lose. Have like the Usos cost him by accident or Solo Sokola costing him by accident he just goes full on like just batshit crazy and attacks all the you know all the all his family members to where the rock has to come in and save them and rest me next year that would actually be an improvement because then that'd actually be moving the storyline along because since wrestlemania yeah we're kind of stalling out here just doing the same I, uh, promo. Once, Even Jay said, he's like, Sam, you say the same it, thing every week. Once we get into it, I got yeah. a little situational drafting that might uh, evolve that storyline going forward. So we'll get there. Because I feel, me personally, I, feel I, I know people like to draft like star-wise, star-based-wise. I like to draft story-based-wise. So like my, I like my draft right, picks to well, move something. You know what I mean? So, you go first then. Who do you want to see? Who do you want to see go where? So since well, we're talking about Roman and we'll start with SmackDown, who do you want to see go where? I don't think you can pick anybody other than Roman Reigns at number one. I don't think that's that's an obvious one. There's no way you got to be watching wrestling blind and deaf to think that Roman Reigns is not going number one. But number two overall to Monday Night Raw, and I think this is going to be the first big surprise and shock. I think their number one overall pick is going to be Gunther. That's wow. what I'm taking. Right off, that is the most Triple H pick right there. That is an eye towards the future. You get the Intercontinental title that means something. 
and it's not Cody Rhodes. We'll get back to that later, if that makes any sense. So you want me to stop there? You want me to keep going? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. On the other side, back to SmackDown number two, it is Cody Rhodes. Keep that story alive. Give that a little uh, little like edge that. there. Back over to Raw and taking Seth Rollins. I'll just do my five. I didn't do much drafting for NXT because I don't, I don't think the right is guys there anybody you want to see come up to Raw or SmackDown? I do. I mean, I'd love to see Braun Breaker, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's so expected that it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be Grayson Waller. I think Grayson Waller is going to be that hated guy, that hated pick that moves up from NXT. If I'm if I'm picking somebody down there, it's going to be Grayson Waller. I can That's see from that. Right there. I can see that. I'm going to throw a wild card out here. I think it's going to be pretty deadly because we've already seen them written off. I man. keep hearing their name. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they are that tag team. That they You need to have somebody. You know, there are almost no other tag teams really in the Raw or SmackDown. It's like just, oh, let's throw Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Hey, let's throw Braun Strowman and you know, Ricochet. Oh, we have nothing else. Yeah. So... You need to get somebody. I mean, you need to do, get some tag team in there. Otherwise, like, just what are you going to do? Just have you so retire the titles? Yeah, you need something fresh. You need a fresh coat of paint on the show, and then that'll work. I love that. Love I it. like that. Do you got uh, Do you got any picks, Chris, as far as who you'd like to see go where as far as Raw and SmackDown? I'd like to see, you know, wherever Roman Reigns is, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, probably Raw because that's, you know, but that's still the moneymaker. That's the one that, you know, they draw their money on. Then, all right, you know what? Put Seth Rollins on SmackDown and let him be the world heavyweight champion with blah, 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 blah. Because you got to be, you know, it can't be Cody Rhodes. If you do that, you might as well just crap on him and crap on the entire, like, yeah, you know, the whole storyline means, you know, there's a jury to his like, No, 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 no. We just we want Roman Reigns to try to break a Bruno San Martino record if we can get away with it and not have fans just tune out. I'll say this: I think it's time to put like Austin Theory on SmackDown and start pushing him heavily. I mean, you need somebody. I mean, I know everybody loves Gunther, but Gunther is as old as Cody. I think he's even older. So it's like you need young talent to develop. You need to start pushing guys who are under thirty, or else. We're going back to like, oh, let's have Brock Lesnar win the title again. Hey, <laughs> let's dust off Goldberg. You know, oh no, yeah. Ooh, don't say that name, please. Flashbacks. Regurgitate. They regurgitate the legends. Like you need to start developing young talent. As Brad Shepard told said on my podcast, or else you'll have no, you will have zero, and I mean zero, like fans after a while because they're just looking going okay. We saw them back in the 90s. Why should we watch, you know, watch them when they're like in a walker? Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great point because, like, like uh, this draft, I think this means a lot more for the younger talent. There's guys that it's going to mean a lot more where they land. Like, people like the LWO. Um, Montez Ford is a huge wild card in this draft, I believe. I think the street plot profits are going to get split at some point in this draft. And I think we're going to start seeing I think Montez that could definitely happen. That's sure. actually what was going to be mine. Uh, I think that because you're going to see a tag team get split up, I think we have reached that inflection point. You have to split them up. And I think 
Montez goes to Raw. That way he can still be around his wife. And I think that this will be one of those people you start seeing getting that rocket ship yeah. put behind him because it's time. The fans are behind him. The man is a future face of this company. He's somebody you can put a belt on, put a suit on, and send him to the Today Show and be proud of what you're seeing at 7 a.m. on your TV to promote your product. Uh, I think one, Roman, SmackDown. I think two, Cody, Raw. I think three. I think three. You really want Cody to go to Raw, though? Because don't you feel like that damns that whole story? I think the fact that they are putting him in a feud with Brock now, they're trying to push him away from that. They want Roman to get that Bruno record. They want him to go over a thousand. I think there's nothing. We all, we all knew. Sure, but I feel like everything that's happening at Backlash is already set up, though. I think I think they're gonna put that because I mean you've spent enough money and energy behind Cody to make him one of the br- faces of the brand. They're gonna put I th- I think they're gonna put him on Raw to put him as that that marquee guy, and the fact that you have a technical heel champ on SmackDown and technically a mm-hmm. well he has a baby he's the most white meat baby face of this generation, a baby face on Raw. I think that's a going, and that way you can still have guys like Brock. You still could have a lot of feuds you could build around them. But I think that that I, I see that one being like the most WWE decision. All right, I just so can't here's... see them. Let me jump in. I, I can't ahead. see them having Reigns. I can't see a title for almost three years, and we're talking now like six years, I think, for Bruno San Martino. Could. Well, fans put up with that, or they just start going, "Screw this! Why should we even watch when, it, when he doesn't? When we have a part timer doesn't want to show up, doesn't you know? He always wins, and he just they're not pushing anybody. I mean, I think you have to have Cody beat him if you want to, you know, even get guys like MJF, Wardlow, all these young guys who are coming for contracts in 2024. If you have Cody just get crapped on. They're going to look and go, why should we go to WWE? It's Vince and Triple H looking going, you know, if it's not you know, one of their guys, we're going to get screwed. Screw this. We'll stay at AEW. I mean, you got to do something. you got to take the title off of Rome. It's time now. He he doesn't want to be there anymore. He, he wants to do part-time, be with his kids. That's great. So take the title off. That would be a special attraction like they did with Brock. The problem right, is me, they. The jump. problem is you can do that special attraction, but they really seem to have a hard time doing that because you could have done that for the last three Brock rings, just have him pop his head in. He's a draw by himself, but what did they do? They put belts on him because they wanted to make sure that Roman is the the biggest face of this generation, the new John Cena, the new Babe Ruth. And that's just what they, they just keep wanting to put that belt on that part-time guy to make him just the big the deal. I mean, hell, what was the reason putting on Goldberg? Goldberg yeah. was even less credible than them, and they put the title on him, and he was the most part-time of part-time. For some reason, they just like right. having the last, what, five, six years, a part-time world champion. All right, let me jump in here for a minute, though. So here's my thing. I'm not mad at all that uh, – I mean, here's the thing. I get what you're saying with Roman not being around as much, but here's the thing. Number one, he's – definitely upped his game a thousand since they did this whole bloodline thing and that's that's undeniable because if it wasn't 
if there was no Roman, there is no bloodline storyline and for it to have gone this long and for people to have been this hyped about it, that doesn't happen without Roman. That's Imagine telling somebody the, in 2014 at the Royal Rumble what we would like about Roman Reigns right now. <laughs> exactly my point. That's yeah. why I'm saying the guy has elevated his game astronomically in my estimation, at least from where, like you said, where he was getting booed out of the building. So my point to saying that being I don't, I don't have such a problem with him having one of the belts on SmackDown, but where I disagree with you at is I feel like Cody has to beat Roman with this whole story. I feel like if he's going to win the title, it has to be off of Roman for the simple fact that if you don't, then that kind of, like I said, I just feel like with the way this whole story has gone and played out, I look at the Brock thing from a different angle. I was at first like, why the fuck is this happening? Until I thought about it in this sense. While all of us that are on this show watch AEW and everything else, so we know what Cody was doing and know what Cody was doing when he was in Ring of Honor, a lot of WWE fans don't. I think what they're doing and having him go against Brock Lesnar is having him go against, like you said, Kyle, one of the biggest stars that they have in WWE and has been one of the biggest stars every time he comes in for the last how many years. You have him come in, and eventually when Cody gets through this and ends up being able to beat Brock Lesnar, it only makes Cody a bigger star and makes him a more credible threat to Roman Reigns, which is why, as far as who I think should go where, I think Roman and Cody both need to go to SmackDown. As far as Raw, I'd really like to see Zoe Stark uh, come up from NXT and go to Raw because we need more women. And Zoe Stark is fucking money. If you haven't been paying attention, I don't know what to tell you because I feel like she would do very well uh, on either of the main brands right away. Uh, if you're going to keep the women's tag team titles, I would also like to see Caden uh, and Katana come up and go to the women's tag team division because they're a legitimate tag team. So at least it adds another real tag team and not somebody that you just got to throw together just because. Or how they can, or how can they coexist, champions? Which is WWE's favorite. Yeah, facts. Um, I'd like to see Damage Control get broke up. I'd like to see EO Sky go to SmackDown. I don't know where you want to send Dakota Kai. Maybe send her to NXT and then Bailey to Raw. I want to see I, more I, from I, Bailey. I, I, I've said it since we started the show. Bailey is one of my favorite women's mm-hmm. wrestlers. I think she really has every tool you would want in a female wrestler now that sasha's gone charlotte has been more part-time now that she's married and wants to start having kids bailey is the one you can focus on to really be a pillar and a a a real litmus test of the next generation coming up build bailey back up and have her really go against a lot of the young talent to really start putting them over and here let me say something. That's, I want, let me jump in. I want something that's. I hate. It sounds mean, but don't they have to start releasing people? They have too many people on the roster. You have people in like Eric Young. They sign. It's like he's in catering. You, if you if you want to promote these NXT people, it's like where are you going to put them? There's not enough time on the five hours to get all these people from SmackDown, NXT, Raw. Like you need. If you can bring up NXT people, and I'm for it. Braun Breaker. Uh, Zoe Stark, Roxy Perez, Pretty Deadly, you know, Grayson Waller. You need to release guys. Guys who don't want to be there, guys who are a bit long of a tooth, just 
spring cleaning. I, I, it sounds terrible, but you have AEW, you have Impact Wrestling, you have MLW, you have all these other organizations that were slightly picked them up in a heartbeat. Like, it's time to just clean the roster. You have too much people who are just there for the sake of being there. Like, the hit squad does not need to be on the roster. Get rid of them. They, you know, when Swerve left, they just died. Wasn't there a recent you know, talk of there being some kind of big release with uh, the merger and everything? They well, were talking they about said re- that there's supposed to be a bunch of cuts and things like that. So that's definitely something that could happen. And we've already seen teams like the Grizzled Young Vets say that they want out of there uh, as well. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we're going to see a lot of people move around. But I do think if, you know, everything stays as they say it's going to and the fact of Triple H being – you know, the one who's watching over the creative. I do think that we could see a lot of moving around, though, in this draft, though. I really do. I think I think we could see either people that, like you mentioned, somebody like an Eric Young who's maybe sitting in catering or something of that sense. I think this can bring a door for some of those people to take spots once people start getting moved around. I think there will be eventual cuts, but I think – I think that they're going to really have to try to mix things up with him saying that Roman is staying on SmackDown. I feel like we're going to maybe get back to a little similar to the original first draft where it was like, you can only see this person on this show. You can only see that person on that show. You know what I mean? I think being the H is a traditionalist. I think that's probably what they'll do being that he's head of creative. I mean, I mean, literally we have a new belt that is a, 3.0 3.0 of Big Goldie. That's how much of a traditionalist this guy is. Like he yeah. loves the history and the lineage of this business. And honestly, and he's admitted this himself, if it wasn't for that first draft, is he really the Triple H that we know now? He is one of the people that truly elevated during that brand split. I mean, he yeah. had a reign of terror with three H's in the middle of terror <laughs> on Raw and became the 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 golden shoveler that we all knew he was in the uh, mid-2000s, I think he would appreciate the fact that if you have two different shows, you make them distinct. I'm an old-school guy. I'm a SmackDown 6 guy. I love SmackDown to this day because of that. That is the favorite, my favorite era of wrestling coming from roof, uh, coming from Attitude into Roofless with that brand split. I ain't, I wasn't rich. I didn't have basic cable back then, so the only time I could get my wrestling was on UPN 50, watching SmackDown at 8 o'clock, and that's where I fell in love with Eddie Guerrero, he's my all-time favorite wrestler. Where I fell in love with Rey Mysterio. Where I fell in love with Edge and Christian, Chavito, Kurt Angle. That's how you make fans, and that's how you really build the brand up. Especially since they said that they are going to be having distinct brand pay-per-views again. I think that is a really good idea to make them appointment viewing. You you can't expect everybody to watch all this wrestling. So if you do have a product that you can get two million people on a Friday night. On network TV, then you build that brand up. Kyle, um, I'm going to present a situation here for the draft. And just, I just want to know where you guys stand and what you would do as far as this. But you still got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn holding both tag team titles. Are you opposed to these guys getting split during the draft on separate shows, taking the titles each going separate ways? Hell no, you don't split them this soon. How, how no. do we get back to splitting the tag titles per show it feels weird with them too because it's like either thing you do is the most kevin and sammy thing you could do 
keeping them together feels right, but then splitting them up and then them basically coming versus each other one day again. They're going to do this forever. I, I, I'm I'm of the mindset if you have two brands, you split the titles up because they're not going to wrestle on Monday. Yeah, Friday. you have to, but how do you do that, though, is yeah. the question. I'm not going to build another belt. <laughs> I'm not going to create another <laughs> tag team belt. I'm just going to yeah. split. I'm just going to split those up. Let's just let's stop where we're ahead. We don't need I'm with time. you, but I'm just saying, split, just, are we still going with the red and blue belts here? Or how are we going to split them? How do they lose nah. like one versus the other? Just have a black and gold belt. Triple H likes his branding. Just just have a nice. Make it. You want to be uniform? Go uniform. And for God's sake, get rid of those gladiators on there. And that's that's just a <laughs> yeah. horrible design. <laughs> With ever hey, had. Hey, if we're bringing back old uh, old looking belts, man, let's bring back the what was it like the nineteen eighty eight to like ninety three tag titles or whatever, or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that Demo- yep. Demolition had. Yeah, those, those are my favorites, man. But I'm a I'm an old school wrestler. I I appreciate the fact that the new World Heavyweight Belt does look enough like the Undisputed Belt to make my heart shine because that is my all time favorite. I see belt big design. gold belt. I, I mean, it's it's obvious what yeah. he's going for with that, but I'm like, from a certain angle, I'm like, okay, that kind of looks like what Eddie and Brock first day. I like, I like that. That's my all-time favorite belt design because it was just clean, didn't do too much. Like big cookie, it looked a little too big in certain parts. But glow was a little big. Winged eagle, yeah, it was nice, but some of those edges looked like if you bent over a little bit, it was gonna take your kidney out. <laughs> Undisputed belt, nice, classy, black and gold. Didn't have any other clashing colors. This. Chef's kiss with that. I just want to split everything I, up. You got to split it up. Okay. And look, and if how I, would you split it though? Just you know, easy three way. You do a three way, you know, tag team where it's, but you know, let's say pretty deadly versus the Usos versus Owens and Zane, and you have a double pin where let's say, you know. While Pretty Deadly is pinning Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens pinning with Usos, there you go. Well, because both men have you know won at the same time, we will split the titles up. It's this way it protects everybody. You know, it's the Usos can say, "Hey, well, we got screwed." But, you know, Sami Zayn and Owens can basically go, "Well, we're still the champions." Pretty Deadly doesn't look bad. I mean, you can't do something. It's getting yeah. to the point where it's like the worst thing that W always used to say was. Hey, we're not we're not doing an NWO thing where they ran rough shot and made everybody look stupid over WCW. You're doing that with you with the whole bloodline. It's gotten to the point where you're literally going, all right, everybody else sucks except the bloodline. Like you gotta, you have to start breaking up the bloodline. You have to start like getting new. Well, I think we've already seen the cracks, but I'm I like the storytelling part of it though, man. Like they, I mean, like we said, I agree with you. Since WrestleMania, it's kind of it's kind of turned its wheels a little bit but same, overall same thing but over sure but overall man we're only talking about we're not even a month out so and we're about to go into the draft you guys remember earlier earlier go ahead when i when i said i got a situational piece for that bloodline to start putting the cracks in the bloodline so what i was proposing right. earlier roman goes number one obviously usos get drafted there Later on, later on, what's been holding the bloodline together with victories for Roman Reigns? Solo. Solo Sokoa. What if Solo gets drafted five, six, seven? I, I, I love that because they need to start building him as the individual one because 
He's got it. And He's the guy could have great few with the, depending it. on who's over there. You could have him run with Rollins, Finn, maybe a couple matches. Who knows where everybody Brock could be over there. Gunther, the matches they could have potentially down the road. They wouldn't do it. But you know what I'd love? I'd love to see Solo versus Dom. You know, what I would I mean? love to see Dom Judgment Day over the Raw. From that, I think that you would. You know be what good. I mean? And the only thing is, if you take Judgment Day to Raw with Rhea Ripley, I think you have to take Bianca over to SmackDown with those two. Belts. Well, you would because she's yeah, got the SmackDown belt, belt, so you'd right. have to. Now, okay, so real quick, <laughs> if they do trade champions, do you want to see them just walk up to each other and swap belts again? Uh at this point, I mean, you don't want to. Uh, I got a better idea. I mean, to be honest, dude, I like I like the fact that Rhea said that she wasn't done with Bianca yet. I mean, I wouldn't be totally mad at the idea of saying, "Look, I'm not coming over here and doing like Charlotte and Becky did and just dropping the belts." You and me Ugh. got unfinished business. Let's fight not to unify the belts, but let's just fight to see who's better. And at the end, we can both go our separate ways with the titles, but I've got unfinished business with you. Real quick on the NFL draft, I think that that one really just screwed the Lions over. Ah. Christian Gonzalez. Those those damn Patriots, man. Oh, that really did that. (laughs) Oh, no. Wow. Those damn Patriots. We were just talking all that Bill Belichick shit, too. And here we damn, go. Damn, he just got the. Here we go. Just, the Lions. Are... Watch, go ahead. watch for Lions trade down to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Chiefs now draft Zay yeah. Flowers just so that the Chiefs can go, yeah, you know what? We want two more Super Bowls. Yeah. That's Mahomes yeah. Watson, another wide receiver. We're going to, NFL's going to make it happen. Like, all right, let's just do this so that Patrick Mahomes can keep on being like damn. Tom Brady, Roman Reigns. Slash Michael Jordan of you know of a league and it just everything he wants we're gonna give it to him. I I think they have to trade now because that one really busted a lot of dra- uh, mock drafts because the fact that he was at seventeen. Yeah. All right, well, we're in great anticipation for what our beloved Lions are about to do next. But what we know is coming next. You know, we've got past guests of the show, Christine Faria going to war with one Beck Rawlings and you've got Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold in his bare knuckle debut in the main event. And you've got Chad Mendez versus Eddie Alvarez in a bare knuckle fight. And you've got Ben Rothwell looking to decap another soul. So before we get out of here, I figure we can end the show on a little bit of the other side of this show. And that ends with the fisticuffs. Jay bone. How are you feeling about this BKFC 41 card? And we'll start we'll start with the ladies first. How do you see uh Christine Faria versus Beck Rowling? Oh, it's gonna be a war, man. It's gonna be a good one. Um, but if I gotta make a pick, I'm taking Beck Rowlings on this one. Wow. I, I, Going against Pascal's yeah. show. Hey man, I get I'm trying to predict the future here. <laughs> right? Look, all love to Freya, but I just think this one, I think she's going to take it, man. Don't tell her wow. I said it, Kyle. Okay. okay? Don't tell her I said it. Don't well, it's it. only on a live broadcast. I'll just forget that <laughs> the little red button that. is going. Don't tell her. And, I said and then what? And then what am I supposed to tell her when she comes back on the show? Well, maybe she'll prove me wrong, and then I'll stick my foot in my mouth. No harm, no foul. 
Hey, Chris, do you got uh, any thoughts on this BKFC 41? What do you think with Christine Faria oh, and uh, Beck Rowling? It's, I mean, look, it'll be, it'll be, it's like, you know, sloppy jokes. It's fun. It's entertaining. Just you look at some of these people. It's like, wow, you, you couldn't have gone someplace else. Like, fight, though. I know, but like Rockhold should be like in 1FC or Bellator. Like he still has. Like, should talent. he know after that fight with Costa? Okay, Bellator but, maybe, but I mean, Bellator, like, 185 is not a deep division. Once you get past like 170, you start going up. It, these divisions get like thin because there's not enough talent. I mean, most guys who are that big are not doing MMA. They're playing football. They're playing hockey. They're you know doing basketball. They're not going into MMA, so it's not like you know there's this abundance of like. 135, 145, 155, 170. You're just you're getting guys sometimes who like Rook Rockhold is still a top ten, you know, middleweight in UFC. Bellator, he'd be a top, you know, five or six guy. So yeah, but I yeah. bet you he's getting. I bet you he's getting paid. I mean, how, what do you think on this one? Do you think uh, Beck Rawlings is able to come back in there and get her belt, or do you think uh, Christine's going to keep it? I think Beck Rollins will win. Just as I said, it's like Beck Rollins in the UFC and Bellator. And it's like, wow, this is a step down. It literally is a step down. You just feel like, wow. 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 All right. <laughs> I, I See, I'm going to be the lone wolf by this one. I think Christine Faria keeps her strap, dude. I feel like. Uh, I feel like she. I feel like she's winning the mental game with it. I feel like she feels like she has something to prove. And from everything I see, she's constantly working. That work ethic, I feel like, will be the difference. I feel like Beck's going to come in there and it's going to be a brawl. But that's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, you know, I'm pretty excited for Eddie Alvarez to step in there, though. Dude. I was just about that. to say. Now that fight, bro, is going to end in fireworks. Yeah. I don't know that's- if it's going to last very long. Yeah. But good a, lordy, good, good lordy, does that fight have the potential to be a bloodbath? That's a good fit for a guy like Eddie Alvarez. He's a dog, man. He's I think so bad. too, man. Good fit. Who do you him. think so wins? You got Chad Mendez or do you got uh, no. Eddie Alvarez? I'm taking out Eddie Alvarez. TKL, baby. Let's go. Wow. Okay. Go. Okay. Chris, how do you like this one? Chad Mendez versus Eddie Alvarez. Who do you think? Uh, once again, that depresses, that depresses me also. It's just, I mean, Eddie Alvarez was, it was a, at one point a great fighter. He was, you know, the lightweight champion for the UFC. He was the face of Bellator. Now it's, and I love Eddie. He, we've had him on the show. He is as, he is as humble as the guys you will come across. He is, you know, a the blue collar, MMA, you know, all you know, all American guy. Just. Wow, it's uh, uh, it depresses me. I'm sorry. Neither <laughs> of them should be fighting. They've taken too much punishment. Like Eddie Alvarez never met a brawl that he didn't like. Chad Mendes, same thing. It's like, all right, just God, guys, you, retirement is not a bad thing. Just please, please. Yeah, this could be the end of the road. A bag like that, you feel like you can still fight, man. We'll have to see what happens, dude. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end of the road, though, to be honest. It, I mean, it could be. It could be. But if you're going to go out and make a bag, dude, I mean, as far as the fight goes, I feel like the fight's going to be fireworks. But I disagree with you, dude. I think uh, 
I think I think that Chad Mendez is going to win by knockout. I don't know how. I just feel like Eddie's going to come in trying to land. I feel like he's going to be coming in trying to land. I think he's going to be coming in trying to bang in that clinch. And I think he's going to land. I feel like it's going to be a war. But I I don't know. Something about the boxing of Mendez tells me that I think he's going to catch him. And, yes, it hurts my feelings that he fucked up my boy. But, uh, yeah, I think Chad Mendez is going to win that one. All right, we got the Lions main event in, of BKFC, bro. One Let's second, see. the Lions pick. Is Lions, Lions are coming up right now. Real Levis ain't looking too happy. No, he's not. Yeah, got it. Don't <laughs> no, don't not. have no uh, hat in his hand right now. Yeah, but imagine, that'll probably change if all of a sudden the Vikings draft and he's like, "Oh, I got Justin Jefferson to play with." Okay, not a bad thing. <laughs> Let's go. All right, Holmes. That's the good news. By the way, tweet of the day from Bobby Burback. I expect the Lions to take another running. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it, man. Don't do it. I swear if they choose a tight end, I'm burning down. What if they take the I was just thinking that, Loki, dude. I think that. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, Dalton Kincaid, I mean, if you get an extra Rob Gronkowski or you know, Travis Kelsey, it's not ah, a bad thing. At least we win defense. Wow, we're getting reached. All right. We're getting reached. I'm telling you, the fix is in for like. Wow. Somewhere, but Kansas City Chiefs are probably going, all right, we can steal one of these players. Wow. We can steal one of these players like Zay Flowers. Somebody. Call the Cowboys, make an offer. Or the Buccaneers, <laughs> make an offer. Make an offer, somebody. There's got to be somebody wants a trade. I'm telling you, somewhere there is, you know, I can feel Patrick Mahomes going, get Zay Flowers. He seemed, I'll take he a pay seemed cut, pretty damn excited when they Flowers. opened the draft. Because I live for this year. I want, like, fans to go just. I mean, for this like, kid to be the Buckus well. Award winner, bro, you can't be you can't be too mad at that, dude. Yeah, but it's a linebacker from Iowa. Exactly, they're not, they're not a, they're, for like athleticism. Exactly, that that's that's ah. So far, I'm giving this a C draft. But what they're if this kid comes in and ends up being like a? Uh, I'm why am I drawing a blank on my man? Like this is a Dan Campbell pick. Dan Campbell's probably going. Yeah, oh, this is a great guy. We're, yeah, you know, he's going to. He's, he's got a high old. motor. This is yeah. a great high he motor pick people. Dan he's, I mean, right now. Yeah. Hey, look, I get, give credit to Dan Campbell. He gets the young generation. He gets these young people. Ooh, maybe man. just picked him because of his last name. Who knows? I mean, it is a great last name. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> my uncle, my cousin, my uncle's uh, the head coach. My cousin just got drafted. <laughs> hey, you can go pick up that jersey now. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm worried. I'm worried, bro. There's a lot of jerseys that are going to be getting picked up, especially that new Aaron Rodgers jersey. Well, boys, we've talked BKFC. We've talked the WWE yeah, real draft. We talked the NFL draft. Number dude. eight. Real quick, that was smart of him to get number eight because that matches the uh, uh, number of NFC t- uh, championship game losses he has. Ah, I like that. I like it. 
I mean, you know, I'm not mad at the Packers losing. I'm just saying, as a Lions fan, I'm just I'm not mad about the Packers losing. But you know what else I'm not mad about, motherfuckers? This Saturday, lights out championship ten. They made the mistake of giving my dumbass a microphone. I'm gonna be live on Spectation Sports on pay-per-view. We're gonna see some fights. We've got past guests of the show, Austin Bashy in the main event. If you're in the Wayne, Michigan area, you need to come out and check this fight out because it's only going to be a few more times you're going to get to see this kid fight local. Mark my words, the UFC definitely has got eyes on that kid. It will only be a matter of time before you're seeing him up there in Bellator or UFC. And if he keeps beating the caliber of talent like he has been, it's going to be a banger. You've also got Mondo Gutierrez, little brother Miguel, is stepping back in the cage. You've got uh, the Cuppy. One of the Cuppy brothers is in the cage. It's going down Wayne Hype Athletic Center. They packed it up. Doors open 630. I will be on the mic. If you can't make it, check it out on Spectation Sports. Make sure you do that because I'm telling you, this is one you won't want to miss. I'm just ready to see somebody get cracked because I'm about to have to remind people why they call me fresh to death. I was showing J-Bone what time it was before we got out of here. Looking like Slick Rick in this bitch. Chris, it's always a pleasure, my brother, man. Uh, what uh, what do you got coming on the last call? Well, we got Evan Kodnaki. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. We're very excited. He's going to be talking about fighting on the July 16th, on the June 16th card. He's uh, on his zone. He's going to be explaining about also just going to Florida, training out of there. We also have joining us in Bellator next week, Brent Primus. We'll be talking about his big fight in Harris, France. That's well. We're going to also have some guys from talking about NFL Draft Recap working on that. And, and Gary Antoine Russ is going to be joining the show. Love having him on. He'll be fighting hopefully on the May 6th, uh, sorry, May 13th card. We're not sure if what the main event is because, well, Raleigh Romero's opponent, you know, failed for uh, drug possession. But hey, we know at least Gary Antoine Russ will be fighting. So that's the good thing. The good thing is you got to not get caught slipping. Don't get slipping and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all of you guys doing that. We're up 200 subscribers since December. 41,000 views this month. We appreciate you. If you're new here, make sure you tell a friend. You never know what you're going to see. Like I said, Lights Out Championship going down this weekend. We will have some heat coming from that. And I heard it might be Shark Week again next week. The return of Mark the Shark, Irwin, before he steps in that BYB Trigon. Like I said, all the more reason you need to hit that subscribe button. Peace.